Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. Welcome to another Mindful Monday moment. This is Life as an Observer. I am your host, Ryan Bean, and I have been thinking a lot about collective karma, and so today we're going to get into kind of my take on collective karma, but before we do, I want to just send a thank you out to all those who are uh, joining our uh, observation podcast or our Life as an Observer podcast and just observing themselves and observing the podcast. I'm really appreciative of those who have left your reviews on Apple podcast and who are sharing the content. Uh, really appreciative. It really helps the show and for to get it out to others who want to observe but don't know where to look. So please keep sharing on your social media pages and uh, reviewing as as you can. It's much appreciated. Just five-star reviews, and you can really write any comment that you want. But it's really the reviews that take us up the chart so that we can reach more people and, and be on top of uh, our category. So thank you for those who are doing that. So on to today's moment, our mindful moment about collective karma. Now, I don't know how this really came into my head, but it just started to become a, a thought that I was thinking about. And maybe it had to do with the things that are surrounding us, um, the drop in Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency recently, and all the talk about vaccination for COVID, and just a lot of things that have to do with the collective as a whole. So I kind of wanted to talk about that today. In general, karma really just means action. It is a Hindi word that just really means action, reaction. And a lot of times we look at that cause and effect, but we never really talk about the good part of karma or collective karma. We just say, oh, you did something bad, that's your karma. That's why it's going to come around and get, get you or whatnot. And really, it's not just that. Uh, if we look at um, something that Sadhguru talked about, he said is, you know, they was asked if, if karma is a wicked ploy to keep everyone and everything in suffering. And he responded and says, there's nothing wicked about karma. In fact, karma is the very basis of our physical existence. Karma is a wall that we have built around for our self-preservation. But this wall has also become our bondage. There's a part of you in which is always wanting to expand and grow. For that, this same wall has become the wall of self-imprisonment. The most profound thing that Sadhguru tells us here is that no matter what kind of karma you have, this moment, karma is always in your hands. So we kind of know that karma is part of this cause and effect. And I think it's pretty well understood through the collective. But what is collective karma? So the collective is our families. It's our uh, generational um, past its communities, it's really all of humanity. We belong to a collective. Now, we also have our, you know, self-perceived karma, and that never really goes away, but we also have a collective karma. Yes, you are the individual. Your knowledge, your uh, talents, they're all limited to you. But when you separate from the trap of limitations, we begin to meet towards the collective observation, the collective observation, where 
objects are energetically intertwined, where actions are energetically intertwined, not because you did something bad, not because you're evil in some way. It is just cause and effect. Now, what did we do to receive this? You know, what, what is it that we received? We tend to look at it as though we're being scolded. But take a look around you. Things like wars, hurricanes, volcanoes, viruses, uh, disease and drought, suffering. Just general suffering within the collective. Now, many would say, I didn't do anything to deserve this. I've been a good person. I've, you know, I'm on my spiritual path. I'm choosing to, to be kind and I'm working on my individual karma. And whereas that may be true and that may alleviate some suffering, you're still part of a collective. It is who we associate with. It is sometimes generationally past generationally passed down to you. Karma is this string that can't be broken. It can only be wound up tighter in a way to where it becomes stronger and serves a different purpose. Think of yourself in, in, in a collective karma holding onto a thin string that could break at any minute. And we're working on that. We're working on that as a collective to make it stronger Yes, to make it stronger, not to remove it because karma is always there. It will always exist, but we can change the dynamic of that string by braiding it, by adding more strings, by creating the same vibrational awareness that uplifts rather than tears down. So I thought was talked about it a little bit there, war and famine and drought and viruses, well, what can we do to free ourselves from the collective? Well, you really can't free yourself from the collective. You'll always belong to some collective, but we do have some opportunities to make choices. We do have some opportunities to make choices in how we participate and where we put our vibration. I was listening to someone talk about collective karma, and they associated it to you and your car. Your car being, as you're driving down the road, you may hear a noise, and that is your car, that is you hearing it, that is you. But you hear this noise. It sounds like a small sputter. It sounds sort of like there's something that could be wrong, but not a big deal. Maybe a few weeks go by, the sound gets louder. It gets louder. And it starts beginning to disrupt the cars around you. Maybe there's even, you know, a dark cloud of smoke coming out of the, the tailpipe. And that becomes collective. Maybe you end up uh, crashing or moving off to the side of the road or something happens because you didn't address that piece of your own awareness that could affect the collective. See, the collective can show up in many different ways. I was thinking about this as it related to the recent cryptocurrency crash. Now, there's a lot of experts who will tell you that it's always done this. It'll go up and down. It'll move around. 
And it's something that I've been playing around with just really for fun in a way to invest and to, and to move money. But seeing that crash made me consider the idea that it wasn't my karma necessarily that was creating this place of scarcity in my own mind, this place of where I felt I was lacking abundance because I was losing it beyond my control. Now, as the collective, as we live in a place which is very consumer-based, at least I do in the, in the West, a place where we maybe throw around abundance and material things in a way that doesn't support the collective, that really supports self-sustainment, self-fulfillment, and maybe suffering. Suffering for others, even. See, because cryptocurrency to me is really just a vibrational currency, which, I mean, really all of them are if we think about it. But that vibrational currency, I never see what a, a Bitcoin looks like. I don't know what a Litecoin looks like. I just know what its value is and that I have somewhere on a server a number that says how much is mine or I am entitled to. Now, I can move that around. It can be lifted and dropped at any time based upon the vibration of the collective. If we feel like we should spend, then the price goes up. If, the, if people are feeling insecure about the collective, the price goes down. If we have a political event or our president says something or there's war, all this revolves around the collective. And I thought it was quite interesting that at the time of cryptocurrency crash, missiles were being fired in Israel. Now, the two may not even at all relate to each other, but in the spiritual sense, it is part of the collective. Our hearts and minds are there. We're in a place of feeling that scarcity where we feel not safe. And thus, our abundance drops, at least vibrationally. Where else have you seen this in your life where the vibration of others affects you? And this set of karma is not necessarily only based upon your life. Remember at the beginning of this mindful moment, it can be a generational or a family or all about humanity and neighborhoods and things that have happened because if all things are connected, if all things are connected, then that vibration still remains, even in its smallest form. Shifting the vibration by doing the best that you can is the answer. The best that you can, showing up in a way where you influence the vibration of others, where you support the upliftment of your community, where you support the upliftment of your collective. Small steps for lifetimes to come. This may, this collective karma may take lifetimes to, to make changes or see changes. We see it all the time, especially in, in countries where 
technology is coming in. The collective is very excited about it. And we see changes happening, some good, some bad, but it's all about cause and effect. The word karma means action. Any action has a reaction, and that is in a cosmic level, cosmic level. Not just, you did me wrong, so you're going to get yours. On a cosmic level, your actions have an adverse or opposite effect of reaction. This has been said by scientists. This has been said in philosophy. The law is simple to understand, action, reaction. Think about this as we move into our communities, as we move into our collective, how we affect how we affect the collective and how we can be more of an observer to not continue the cycle. Thank you for joining today's Mindful Moment. I am Ryan Bean, and this is Life as an Observer. I'll see you on the next episode.